0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. Uh, I mean, we're, we're we're getting really good at it. Um, is I mean, it's not not confusing, but it's it's a lot. Like it's it's a lot. He's, he's very smart. He's very detailed. Um, if you look at his teams with the Jazz, I mean, he, he had a lot of veteran guys who could, I mean, I mean, could play, and it, it really worked for him. And we got some younger guys who can. If it really works and clicks it can it can work for us here too, so um I think it's all about just getting it and, and trying to be consistent with it. um We've shown moments where we we apply what we we practice and it shows and we look really really good and then there's times where we go back to some old habits and it, it doesn't look too good out there, so we just got to be consistent with what we're doing, and that's just going to take with time and um, more reps, and we're continuing to do that I mean almost every day we're in the gym uh practicing, so uh it'll get better over time. It's your boy Bryce Lewis, back at it again for another Believe in Hawks podcast. We are back. It's almost been a whole week, but we are back with another episode of Believe in Hawks pod. It's your boy Bryce Lewis. You know who it is. Back again. To talk to you guys about Atlanta Hawks, our team, and just discuss where we are right now in the season with this team. On today's show, we're just going to talk about the week ahead. You know, Hawks have not played since Saturday when they lost to the Milwaukee Bucks. We can bring that up a little bit. I know I didn't do an episode after that game, but we can talk about it a little bit today. Uh, We can talk about the week ahead. We can talk about some things that came out of some practices during this three days off. I think it's been important for this team to, I always like to say, take advantage of these stretches that you have. because usually in the NBA, you get one day off maybe two When you get three days off it gives you some time to work on some things practice some things and obviously those are things that you want to do as you continue to progress through the season so obviously if you heard the beginning of the video some just some interesting sound from from come from you know from the guys and everything like that and it's just good to hear Jalen Johnson's back on the court um you know on practice still got the split on but still prat- been practicing get some shots up, obviously. So hopefully that means his recovery is going well. But before we dive in all that, please don't forget to follow me on social media, Bryce underscore 2K. If you're listening to this on YouTube, it's about bottom of your screen. For my audio listeners, this is B-R-I-C-E-Y underscore 2K. Also, if you're also watching this on my YouTube, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Go ahead, show your boys some love. Go ahead, tell your friends about it. Let them know about the Believe in Hawks podcast. And then also, if you're listening to audio, do the exact same thing. Leave a rating, leave a comment. Or wherever you're listening to this podcast on, wherever you want to know about your Atlanta Hawks. So I'm glad, like I said, guys, that we are back in here today, and we're just gonna have a good conversation. So let's let's get into it, man. A week ahead for the Hawks, man. Like I said, they 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 play against Brooklyn's the next game. Obviously, last time the Hawks and the Brooklyn Nets played, we, that was a, a overtime, high scoring filler of a game. Trey Young, Mikel Bridges going at it. Um, just you know from a from a from a player appreciation standpoint that's the kind of game that just makes you appreciate those players and what they did now obviously the difference is Jalen johnson won't be in this game with his injury he's he's still out for another few weeks but the nets also as well i think finney smith is a little hurt right now so we'll see if he'll play tomorrow uh but outside of that they're pretty clean i mean i guess outside of ben simmons but i mean he hasn't really played at all as far as i know this season Uh, so you know that that'll be the first first test in it right there but like I mentioned at the beginning of the video, the Hawks are coming off three days off. They've been able to get some practice time in, um, just get some rest. Obviously, in-season tournament games have started. If you've been watching, if you're a big fan of the NBA like I am, I've been watching on TNT uh, some great games so far uh, that we've seen. Obviously, the Pacers in Boston, that was a great game. Bucks getting a good win um, over, over the Knicks. I mean, the in-season tournament seems like it's working. Um so I, it kind of makes you wish if this is the type of level of basketball they're going to play, makes you wish the Hawks were in there to play in that type of game, to get that type of early season intensity going for this team and see how they respond to that. But they aren't. Now they're just going ahead and playing their regular, regular season schedule. Obviously, this week, this week, originally before the play-in was decided in terms of the next round, was free. People thought, oh, the Hawks have a week off. no. They just needed to know who would make it. And then I think NBA adjusted some schedules, moved some teams here. So, so Hawks probably wanted to play these teams on the back end the, or whenever they were supposed to play them on, the, on later in the schedule. So, you know, obviously the Hawks are um, playing them now this week. And it's a tough schedule this week. Like I said, they have Brooklyn. They have the same Sixers and they have the and the Denver Nuggets coming up. So that's obviously a tough stretch of games. All those teams have winning records, like I said, but the Hawks are trying to go 2-0 against the Brooklyn Nets in their next game. Uh, but like I said, three days off. You know, and it, the one thing is you always hear about in today's NBA and players and teams and coaches always mention it is that there's not a lot of time to practice. It's not a lot of time to work on things. A lot of the time in the season, you're doing a lot of you're doing a lot of film study. You're doing a lot of conversational learning. I tell you what we need to improve. Hey, next time we're in this position, do this. There's not as much on the court, you know, in terms of intense really working on it sometimes you can do it through some walkthroughs because obviously with the travel and everything in the league you got a road game you're not really trying to have your team practice hard then travel you're trying to make sure the legs are good then travel so you know when you have these stretches like the hawks do you have three days off you got a day to rest a day to practice and then a day luckily the hawks I believe are at home tomorrow so they don't even have to travel for the game against the Nets they yeah they're at home so they don't even have to travel against the Nets so this gives them another day, even today, if they wanted to, to practice. And then you probably just do a light walkthrough in the morning, shoot around mornings, and then walk through right before the game, like a lot of teams do. So, you know, you have that, you know, and the Hawks are are in a, are in a place right now that, um, you know, you're you're fighting 500, you're 9-10 right now. Like I said, Brooklyn's 10-9, and, and you, you really want to take whatever you learned from these last couple of practices and kind of build that up. I know Quinn Snyder, he's been really trying to, you know, still implement things that he wants to do, get them to play the way he wants to play, um, get more Chris, get more reps at it, you know, because reps matter. You know, like I mean, Trey Young's mentioned it a few times. You know, we we sometimes when certain things happen during the game, we go back to old habits. Uh, That's something that clearly, you know, He's been very open about, and I think it's been very, and I think it's true, I think when you watch the Hawks he's in certain situations, they do go back to old habits that have hurt them in the past, and then and Trey's acknowledged that, and that's open about that because they know that, you know, it's not something that's going to change overnight. I know people want things to change overnight with this team, but it's just not. You know, you just, you just keep hoping that they, if they trust the process that eventually they'll get over the hump. Now, you probably don't think during this stretch without Jalen Johnson that's going to happen, but at the same time, you know, they have to continue to improve things. And then whenever Jalen gets back, integrate him and then see what happens from there. So, you know, this Brooklyn, Nets game, They probably could go either way. I mean, Brooklyn's a good offensive team. Um, Hawks are one of the best offensive teams in the leagues. I mean, it's funny because the Hawks are top five in pace, top five in points, top five in mass breaks, top five in, just all these offensive categories are also top five and creating turnovers, steals. Um, very, you know, there's a lot of those statistics because you think, oh man, team like top five, in a lot of those things, team must be doing good. And then you see the record, and you're like, well, what's happening? Well, obviously, defense has been a big part of it. And I hope that the last couple of days they've been working on that, working on rotations, working on communication, all of those things, because they all matter when it comes to the overall product that they want to exude um, on the court and just getting more consistent at it. You know, obviously, like I said, you have your limitations, but as you've seen the last couple of games, they clearly feel comfortable with Garrison Matthews and Wesley Matthews. Like I said, no, that's not great for AJ Griffin fans, but right now, those are your, I mean, they've they've pretty much done what they need to do from a wing defensive perspective. And then, like I said, they have three-point shooting ability, so catch and shoot, get them a wide-open shot, they can knock it down. And, you know, especially Wesley, I think he's, he's really someone that Quinn likes. Uh, maybe this is a system that does better for older players. I mean, Trey also mentioned that you know when Utah you had a lot of veteran players, and Atlanta we have a lot of young players, so it's gonna be a little bit of a different process. We're not gonna get it as quick. I've, I've mentioned this before. Like, the Hawks are a relatively very young team. They're not a veteran team. I know we want them to assume because we've seen Bogdanovich for three or four years and Trey for five years, and, you know, you know, we've we've seen you know all these guys for so long, but like they're not. Like realistically, they're they're entering. They're like bogeys in the his prime years, so to say, maybe on the closer on the back end, maybe Trey is entering his prime. You know, DeAndre Hunter is pretty much in the prime of his career for an NBA player. Um, you know, Clint Capella is the kind of leaving his prime. Uh, but then you got guys, Bay, you know, he's 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 about to enter his prime in next year or two. Uh all these guys are not just 30 veteran experience, your oldest player in your rotation that you out of the eight original eight guys is bogey and um you know and and he's been probably our most one of our most consistent players i would say bogey's been great off the bench i think he should be in sixth man of the year um running to be honest with you i i would be shocked if he's not He's, he's played that well off the bench for us with the consistency that he's played with as well so I think he obviously should be in that discussion, but it's still early in the season, so we'll see how that goes. But I just think that he should be in that discussion. But you know, you are trying to, like I say, integrate this new system with Quinn. And I know some people aren't happy with some of the things that Quinn has been and has been establishing because they feel like it's made the team worse. Or why are we not? Or why are we not better? But I mean, also people have you know look up numbers. Like Brad Rollins, really good with numbers. Uh, he's always talked about oh, well, Hawks have actually played a very difficult schedule compared to a lot of teams so far the season. Like people are acting like we're playing a soft schedule, and we're losing all these games. And it's like you know, the only they like said the really only the the only real bad loss you had is the Hornets, and then I guess Heat. But I mean, the Heat have I mean the Heat or the Heat like their culture makes them better than what you think is on the floor. So I just I mean I don't know how people feel about the Heat now because remember they did win games when Jimmy Butler and them were out you still feel like this is a bad loss, fair. But really outside of that, what, the Hornets were like the loss that you were like, yeah, that's a bad loss. Outside of that, they pretty much went against teams that are on their level, if not above their level, in terms of what their expectations are for those particular teams. Like I'm sure people come into these games saying, oh, the Pacers, Pacers aren't that good. Pacers just beat Boston. Pacers, listen, they may not have a sustainable ch- like championship system they're running, but clearly it's a fun regular season system that can win them a lot of games, and the Pacers could be a really good team this year. They're a team that you, like I said, you got to be ready to score 130 against them because they can, they can, they can score with the best of them. They don't, they don't play great defense, but they can score lights out, just like the Hawks can. But it's about situational stops, and that's something they've been able to do in some of these games, and why they've been able to um, advance this far in the in-season tournament so far. So for the Hawks, uh, you know, you just got to be able to make those situational stops. I, there have been games this year; the Pelicans game was one when the Pelicans were creeping back into the game. They made situational stops, and they were able to score on their possessions, which then extended the lead back up, and they were able to close the game out. The games where the defense slacked a little bit, but they won the Wizards game the first time, up a lot, kind of started slacking off. With starters in there, don't really want to see that. Quinn got onto them. And then, you know, obviously, you, you want to just see a better overall effort on a day-to-day, game-to-game basis from them, because the Hawks do come out slow a lot, so it feels like they – are always having to fight being behind to be able to get back into a game. So I know that has also been frustrating to watch. And even with fast starts, it feels like at some point the Hawks are going to allow the team to get back into the game, or take the lead, and then they're fighting back anyway. So you know you're looking for more consistent performances. I think the Bucks game on Saturday, I think it was competitive for the most part. I mean, I mean they both teams were going at it, but at the end, but it, but it's the same thing that happened in the Philadelphia game that happened in the Bucks game. When the fourth quarter comes and that in those stretch, those last few minutes of the game come, the Hawks struggle to get stops. And then the other team got stops on them. And then now the game, you're losing it by 10-11 when you were close. The Sixers just did that in the fourth quarter. They just opposed the will on the Hawks and boom, we're to go away, which kind of makes you realize, OK, how far are we away from those teams? Now the Hawks beat them early this season, but you could maybe say the Bucks weren't playing as well as they're playing now. Maybe. That's fair. Um Chris Middleton, I don't think, played in that first game either. Chris Middleton played in this last game. Hot killer, apparently. Uh, <laughs> but um, you know, I think all of those things um kind of ring together and, you know, kind of makes you realize where they are right now as a team. So, like I said, your biggest question is just like how do you how do you improve? And I think I said you Hawks just need to be more consistent. They need to obviously work on their defensive rotations, defensive communication, and just being better defenders overall. Uh, and then also just you know, situational stuff. Sometimes situationally, the hawks can get a little shaky. Big plus though is that you know, you've had Trey Young be good. You've had Trey Young be the Trey Young that people were complaining we didn't get in the beginning here. Well, how can Trey be a superstar if he can't? Trey, Trey, man, we need to have a serious discussion about Trey. Oh, my God, Trey. Listen, last, last few games, he's kind of showed you he's averaging over 30. I mean, it's kind of funny that, you know, he just he's just kind of bounced back. He's kind of got back to that form And um, the Hawks need it. I said that after the Spurs game when we beat the Spurs in the fourth quarter, I was like, you know, we needed every point that they gave that he gave us tonight because he carried this team, and Trey's gonna have to continue to do that. You know, um, obviously, you know, you you know, there's gonna be those days that Trey may have an off night, but and in, in those nights, you hope other guys like Dejounte can maybe pick up the slack. Shadik Bay, uh, Bogey, maybe can have another big game. A uh DeAndre Hunter, you know, those guys can step up when those situations happen, but you know, right now, as, as long as uh trade continues to play this way, I think it just, it bodes well for them moving forward. It bodes well for them um, in terms of just long-term success they want to have. So I think that's definitely really good as well um, for them. So we'll see. Uh, obviously I've also said that I think the Hawks may be, in the trade deadline conversations. I don't see why they wouldn't be. I know a lot of people are keeping an eye on Toronto and just seeing what's happening out there. You know, Raptors continue to fall Pascal Siakam. That's obviously going to be a guy that's going to be connected to us as long, as long as as he's not traded by trade deadline, he will be connected to us. Um, And then he may be connected to us this offseason. If he's not traded just because he'll be a free agent at that point. So uh, maybe a move that could be made there. Clint Capella and a lot of people are not happy with Clint Capella right now. So, you know I overall I mean I think you know the Hawks you know it's not where you want to be record wise I know a lot of people aren't particularly happy about it, but I overall think that we shouldn't be we shouldn't go crazy right now, like about where this team is overall but um. Let's. What well, that leads me into my next point. Let's go ahead. Let's let's break it down. So, like I said, they play Brooklyn tomorrow. They're actually current four point favorites. If you're uh, into that betting uh, and the over unders, they're either four point, oh, uh, 4 point favorites tomorrow against the Brooklyn Nets. Um, you know, big big thing realistically is um Hawks actually have not been a good home team this year they're three and five at home, which you know usually when you have younger teams that that being at home is usually better. Hawks have been better on the road this year uh they're five and four on the road actually that's a lie they have nine ones they're six and they're six and four on the road um. Uh, no, wait, I'm confusing it. They're 9 and 10. So I was what? I was right. So yeah, 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 yeah. Five and four. Five and four. Five and four. um, Five and five. On the road. Wow, that was uh, that was a lot. Uh, but but nah, uh, you know, the big thing you want to do if you're the Hawks is you want to be better at home. I mean, that is the place where you should feel your most comfortable. You know those rims. Fans are behind you. Get that energy and that juice that you need. Um, obviously you gotta be able to win on the road, but you a lot of time teams like to say if you could have a winning record on the road, you've done a good job. But you wanna have really strong home records. Hawks have it. Hawks need to try to build that back up and get better on the road. They've had some pretty disappointing performances at State Farm this year. Hopefully, like I said, Brooklyn was a win for them at State Farm. Um, so I would I would hope. That they can continue that. And, you know, get closer to 500 at home. Like I said, Hawks are second in scoring with 123 points a game. They are ninth, actually, last five ball. They're first in the steals with nine a game. So clearly, you know, like i said they've been a the amount of steals they get is insane in a game they they really do create havoc and get turnovers and get into passing lanes also the hawks you know 12 and rebounding going against the first rape team and rebounding the brooklyn nets tomorrow um you know obviously that's going to be an important battle for them to win um just cuz you know when the Hawks lose the rebounding battle, they lose games. I mean, that's, especially with a team that's undersized, you know, you kind of need to win that rebounding battle realistically, you know, kind of, kind of need to, Uh, because in the last game, the rebounding battle was 59 to 58 against Brooklyn. So it was very even. They had 22 offensive rebounds. So you were even in offensive rebounds. Uh, There was a lot of evenness. You had 10 steals to their eight. You know, you shot, you shot, you only shot 44%. They shot 49, but you had more free throws. You made seven more free throws, 93% shooting, had less turnovers. You know, it was a very close game, indicative of the score, 145, 147. But, you know, if you can kind of keep it even rebounding-wise and stay close to them offensively, you should be fine in this game and you should be good to go. So then, let's say they get past that. They got to go on the road, 76ers. Obviously, again, first time played them. Competitive first half, second half, six just pulled away. Now you're in Philadelphia. Tough place to play. Be interested to see how this team responds to the environment. Uh, Friday game. You know, obviously, you, you played this team four times, so you would like to, you know, get a win there you know going cuz you want you want you want to tell yourself and show yourself as a team that we can compete with with this team you know cuz this if the hawks have playoff aspirations you will probably in some capacity may have to go through the 76ers like you did when you made the sensation finals a couple years ago so obviously big like i said Sixers, boston those games like that i always look at measuring stick games for this team I always look at his it games it's like all right let's where are we where do we sit like, what, what are we right now? So, Sixers is that game. And then you've got the defending champs. So, you're going against the defending champs. So, that's basically two measuring stick games in a row. You're going to be back at home, though. They're coming to you. Play them twice a year. But, you know, Nuggets, they're a really good team. Reggie Jackson's been really good while Jamal murray has been out. You know, obviously, Joker, he's been, you know, great like always. Team's really a well oiled machine. What, you know, Mike, you know, Malone got them guys coached up. Um, You, you know what it is when, when you go against with the Nuggets, man. You know you're going to get well-coached team, do the fundamentals, do things the right way, and just play well. So, uh, you know, overall, just really, really solid across the board with those guys. So that That's a tough three-game stretch I just mentioned. And then you play, if we're going deeper into next week, you play the Raptors uh, twice, not back-to-back, Wednesday, Friday, but you play the Raptors both in Toronto. So, and we'll – obviously see how that goes. I already am expecting fans to be like, if Siakam has a big game, y'all don't want him. You see what he's doing to us? You, you know how people be. You, you, know, you, you know how that go. People gonna be like, see? <laughs> so, uh, that's going to be funny, for sure. Uh, but, you know, I think, like I said, the team has some some things that they just need to work on moving forward, but I don't think we should be in a position of panicking either. You know, I think the team just needs to continue to uh, work and continue to figure out what works for them. Realistically, um, you know, I still I still believe in Snyder. I still believe in what he's what he's teaching these guys. I'm still believing in what he wants to do. Uh, there's obviously frustrating games, but there's also games that are very encouraging. Hawks have beaten some good teams to start the year. It's not like this team's lost every good team. So you, you want to continue to see that that growth. Like I said, you want to hope tomorrow, I guess Brooklyn, you see that. Um, or today, whatever you watch this podcast. So, you know, it, it's one of those things where you just you just kind of you kind of gotta take each game as its own thing. You can't just say this game is indicative of what the season's going to be. Yes, the Hawks been around five hundred for a while. Yes, team has relatively been around five hundred their entire franchise history. I get it, but but overall, like you know, all it takes is a is a run. I mean, this team did go on a four game winning streak earlier than this year. So I think their biggest losing streak of the season is three games. So they've had a longer winning streak than losing streak. They just got to find more consistency and then. Turn it on offensively and defensively, and get a winning streak going. So, which again, you hope when Jalen Johnson gets back that that is something that happens. Um, that is something that you are hoping for, uh, because he obviously is a big part of it. Forty percent from three, becoming a really really good two way wing, uh, all of those things like all of that's really important. So. You know, this Hawks team needs to continue to, to continue to work, continue to grind. You have a tough week ahead, you have a tough schedule ahead. Um, like I said, you play well against Milwaukee, you just couldn't finish. And you know, Hawks have to start winning those competitive games. Cause you're gonna have games like the NBA where it's just competitive, it's just back and forth shot making. And you, like they I mean they won one against Brooklyn, but they also lost one against Indiana. So they just gotta start winning those games more. They gotta start winning those 50, 50 games more. Because um, those are the games that are going to separate you uh, in the standings as the season continues to go. So you you, you want to see them better in those types of situations, clutch situations, and continue to play their game, but also play effectively within the system and not go back to those bad habits that have hurt them. So overall, you really are hopeful and you really you know want to see more growth from the guys. Um, like I said, you hope to continue to see Trey continue to still be hot. You continue to want to see, um, you know, bogey still be really good. Bay find more consistency. Hunter finds more consistency. Um, You know, and then hopefully, you know, Wesley and Garrison can give you something off the bench. because the number one thing they gave you was some good wing defense, but they also have not gave you a lot of points. And that's something you kind of are missing, even though you've still been able to score a lot of points. And that's because Trey's been going off. But you definitely want other guys who can step up and give you offensive execution just to help, you know, take some of the load off the top guys like Murray and Trey. So, you know, you got to see what happens. But we're, we're going to keep an eye on all that. You know me. We'll keep it when we're ready for this Brooklyn game. i am gonna be watching that. I'll keep you guys updated on what my thoughts on that game is. So definitely, definitely um, going to be interesting to see how that turns out. But, you know, guys, I think that's all for me today, guys. Like I said, I appreciate you guys tuning in to Believe in Hawks Pod. Like I said, it's your boy Bryce Lewis. Like I said, don't forget to follow me. On Twitter, Bryce underscore 2K. Or don't forget to subscribe if you're listening to me on YouTube. If you're listening to me through audio, leave a review. Leave a rating on the pod. Everything is appreciated. I appreciate you guys. Let me be a part of your day. But that's it for me, man. It's your boy Bryce Lewis. I'll see you next time.